2: Ladies and gentlemen, SRS. Hello, I am SRS. And I would like to wish all the beautiful people The thousands watching listening, your boy. A happy Halloween. Now I'd like to get through this without any interruptions, so please be generous with the Super Chats. Visit FightfulSelect.com and just listen. First off, I want to extend my condolences to the citizens of San Antonio, Texas. No tragedies have happened there. They just live in San Antonio, Texas. So now I'm going to perform a beautiful intro for the list and your boy. What? What is that? That? That's hideous. What that? That looks like somebody who needs their ass kicked at List and Your Boy 100. Go to the intro. It's the list and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap.
3: What's up you guys? Sean Rossap. It's the list and your boy number 96 <laughs> brought to you today by bluechu.com. Head over to bluechew.com. Use the promo code FIFLE and it'll get you right in the penis. <laughs>
4: Wow, you should do that more often. He's not speaking. He's speechless.
0: Why is there a blue filter over us?
5: A blue filter? What does this mean?
0: I see a giant blue filter over everything. I was Spawn Raw Sap, but now I can't be.
3: (laughs) I think you must have just consumed way too much blue chew. Using the fightful promo code, it
0: must be like. And now you have a
3: blue hue over your it's eyes,
0: not coming through. And I'm I'm always one who criticizes you. I'm like, don't don't point out our tech errors. They're not going to anybody but us. So I'm going to let everybody on Twitter see what I see. So
3: actually, I- they're not going to anybody but you. Actually, yeah. rendezvous. But that's
0: not me, Jimmy. You're not me because I don't have one of those damn shirts. Uh,
3: so this is a future you. Future me. Future you. Oh, no. Yeah, I got in the DeLorean. I have to change my ways
2: immediately.
3: <laughs> this is the future you if you win a contest, and then you'll actually get the list in your boy polo tea.
2: If a Christmas carol was
0: about me, it would have lasted about one and a half minute. This is it. I <laughs> my I'm fixing everything. Everybody on the staff gets a cooked goose.
2: <laughs>
3: I want to thank... Melissa, for actually getting the man bun in this. Look at that, John. Oh, wow. Let's see. Kudos kudos to Melissa for getting the man bun going.
4: The beard's a little tragic. The
3: the beard's a little messed up. She actually had to trim this beard. This is a lumberjack beard, John. Well, I almost... She actually had to trim it. She did the little trim right there. (laughs) See that?
0: I actually thought about shaving this week, and I didn't.
3: Oh, really? Really? That'd be an
0: interesting look for you. I mean, I... Well, I guess so. Yeah, you
3: can, never, you you, you would be it. Nova. You'd be Nova Circuit two thousand one.
0: Oh, man, come on, come on. So this is this was your big plan before this. All I heard on there on on the other end was hey, he can't see me,
5: right? He can't see <laughs> me, right? I told him so many times that I would get it right.
3: I wanted the genuine reaction and uh and that's why i wanted to make sure that you didn't see me a lot of effort went into this sean we spent at least 10 minutes at least
0: 10 minutes that's how long i feel like i'm spending on my hair right now after that spawn raw sat mask yeah there you go yeah i see? actually wrestled in that once and i would rather wrestle 30 minutes without a mask than three minutes with the mask you can't breathe in it it's terrible
3: there's no way to breathe. Well, I can breathe just fine in this. Yeah,
0: well, I bet <laughs> not you not a
3: problem.
0: <laughs> can you sleep at night though? No, oh, i done.
3: I absolutely can. With no hesitation. You
0: think you're the king of surprises, don't you?
3: Uh, you know, I enjoy a good one from time to time. Your Elias one was good. I hadn't seen that before.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that I was good. That. I went to my wife and I said, "How many scarves you got? I need them all." it was good it was good man
3: the benefits of that new software you bought me there you go there you go maybe someday we'll be in the black and i'll feel the dividends
0: hey yeah i'm Uh, working on it i'm doing what i can right
3: overpaying staff
0: hey come on now
4: we're in the green until tomorrow when i get your costs in sean exactly (laughs) exactly
3: yeah so what are you doing? What are you doing for Halloween, man? We're doing this on October 31st. This is the Halloween edition of the Listen, You Boy. We have the new third screen, so you can see uh, Melissa and Nigel. They're both there today. And McCain. Nigel and Melissa both won office Halloween prizes today. Ooh, for what? Uh So Melissa, explain your costume.
4: Uh, I'm Eleanor Abernathy from The Simpsons. Okay, the Crazy Cat Lady.
3: The Crazy Cat Lady. Nigel, Wait, where's your I'm costume, bud? It's uh, up on my desk. Uh, I'm not Nigel... sure we want
4: an umbrella in here.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, Nigel was a jellyfish. Oh, wow. And it was good. He turned yeah. the lights off and everything. We should be doing that in here for a second, Nigel. It was super That's clever. true. I could do that. Yeah.
2: It was well, good. I, saw, I saw
0: our buddy Bernard made use of your, your masks this week. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. Actually,
4: he ordered his own, and it didn't come in time. So now oh, there's two. Yeah, like Helly he ordered his
3: own. His whole plan was to borrow
4: mine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Dressed as
0: Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers.
3: That's where he got the idea from.
0: Yeah, of course. It was fantastic. Yep. Yep. So, uh,
3: Mr. King of
0: surprises. I, I'm promising, listen, you boy, 100. I'm promising all these things. November 28th. Biggest surprise mm-hmm. in Listen, You Boy history. There we go. And either we are going to have a great guest or a wonderful story about how that guest has ghosted me for the last several weeks. So there you go.
3: Sorry, I didn't hear much of what you just said. I was too busy admiring well, the do. Bullshit, you didn't. Full shit you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we got to start this week by talking about Crown Jewel. Yeah, I guess so. Because this thing has taken on a life of its own, Sean. So, uh, And we talked a lot about it last week. And in the last week, so much other shit has happened. You know? Oh, yeah. This thing has taken on a life. So... Last Thursday, October 25th, WWE announced their Q3 earnings. And as part of that, they released a statement. And this is a comment from the statement. They said, similar to other U.S.-based companies who plan to continue operations in Saudi Arabia, the company has decided to uphold its contractual obligations to the General Sports Authority and stage the event. Full year 2018 guidance is predicated on the staging of the Riyadh event as scheduled. And that is a key statement, right? That's a key statement when they said full year 2018 guidance. Uh, Vince Man on the Q3 call was asked about Crown Jewel. And all while he meant Sean, he knows when to keep his mouth shut. And all he said, and this is a direct quote, we're not going to talk a lot about that. It's a very sensitive subject. I think our statement says what we want to say. And that was it. That's all he said about it. You uh, detail. Yep. TMZ even tried to talk to old Linda Linda McMahon, who is part of the Trump cabinet now, and Linda McMahon's not dumb either, Sean. And so when Teamsy tried to talk to Linda, she said to them, if you want to talk WWE, you're talking to the wrong McMahon. I don't run it, and I'm not responsible for it. you got to talk to Vince. That's what she said. Now, a lot of the talent has drank the Kool-Aid, as we know, and oh, a, lot of the, a lot of the talent is on board with this thing. And talent that's not under contract, they don't want to burn a bridge either. Of course. And so even somebody like Tommy Dreamer, who I have much respect for, and he's one of the beloved guys in the business, Tommy Dreamer posted a message on Facebook defending it. Uh, and like other wrestlers before him, like JBL, he tried to compare it to the 9-11 SmackDown show. Mm-mm. There is no comparison. You don't compare when the guys were already on the road. And, and decided to do a SmackDown show after 9-11, and you don't draw a comparison between that and this. Now, I will say that Tommy Dreamer also mentioned the WCW Collision show that took place in North Korea in 1995. To me, that is more of a fair comparable, because the North Korea show was a payday that they got. Antonio Inoki set it up with uh, Eric Bischoff. That's a similar comparison. No, 9-11 is not.
0: Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you not. there.
3: Yeah. Now let me ask you this. So, uh, was it Robbie Fox from Barstool who last week said, uh, John Cena's going not, not, not wanting to do the show. Daniel Bryan's not wanting to do the show. WWE did not confirm it, but this week they did. And I gotta say, Sean, creatively, one was good, one not so much. My opinion. You can tell me your opinion. So Cena's off the show. He was replaced in the World Cup tournament by Bobby Lashley. The creative, I thought, was pretty weak. Uh, Baron Corbin saying, well, hey, Bobby Lashley, I'm putting you in because Cena didn't earn it. He didn't qualify, even though Lashley didn't either. Yeah. Um, but they did what they did. The Daniel Bryan one, I actually liked. What did you think? So what they did was they did the match on SmackDown instead because they were in the ring gibbering back and forth. Great okay. match. Great match. It was a good match, and I thought the setup was good because they were already in the ring, you know, gibbering anyway. And then Samoa Joe runs out, jumps both of them AJ demands that he wrestle Samoa Joe. That's the crown jewel match now. I thought that was all right. I thought the creative was okay for that uh, change. What'd you think? Yeah, uh,
0: considering what they had to do, it was the best they could do. They've done this match to death. They really have. But yes, I agree. But I mean, you might as well go back to it. It's a natural thing. The question was, was Samoa Joe going to be ready for this? Because he had to be pulled out off some live events recently. He was. Everything ended up okay. He's going to get a big payday out of it. And mm-hmm. there's just – there's so many moving pieces to this crown jewel show. And you can't say this is a a house show anymore. There's going to be a lot of eyes on it. They're doing the World Cup. There There is going to be a new WWE Universal Champion unless mm-hmm. there's a non-finish. I don't expect AJ Styles to lose. But, yeah, I do like that. The, the John Cena thing, they did what they had to do. He wasn't going to go there. And I had a lot of people – Sure, I don't think that he should have put over the Saudi government in the ring at the Greatest Royal Rumble the way he did. Right. But for all the people saying, oh, he has to do this for the sake of his financials. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have no. to do shit. Cena? He's, getting, no. he's getting a payday from WDB for the rest of his life.
3: Yeah, and he's already set. He
0: doesn't need he's, it. He's set. And yeah, this yeah. is probably a seven-figure payday yeah. for him that he's passing
3: up. More mm-hmm.
0: than any movie is paying him right now. Well, he was probably getting paid to uh, go to crowds. I don't know, but
3: that Bumblebee's probably a pretty decent payday on that. Yeah, right? probably Bumblebee.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. other than that, probably more than anything he's making and WWE going to pay him until he's 55, 60, 65 anyway. They don't want to risk him showing up and waving at a crowd for somebody else. See, they they don't, don't do that. They, they don't do that. that. And yeah,
3: is your real, is your beard as itchy as this one is? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes this, I keep, this, I keep it pretty this is trim, pretty yeah. itchy, and, and I want to take it off, but I'm going to be a trooper, and I'm going to keep this thing on for the whole broadcast.
0: I was not but keeping that mask really? on. I was like, surely I'll be able to rock this the entire time. No, man, I can't breathe in
3: this. I that. just realized, so his man bun, Melissa, he mm. he has the hair straight back. I've got a bit of a part in this one. I had one, to do what I could but,
4: so that you couldn't see the orange.
3: Yeah, hair. you look
0: like an art teacher.
4: <laughs>
3: That was the backup costume.
4: Well, with the beard, he's a philosophy teacher. It's fair.
3: So. Yeah, that could be. That could be. So, uh, so, so let's talk about the workout. like me. That's part I think of it's the...
4: pretty spot it's on. It's pretty Sean. close.
3: It's pretty close. If I, if I the humor. No,
0: my boss was a total jackass. Sometimes I would have said, "Oh, good art teacher costume." I wouldn't have said <laughs> that's me, but I knew it was me because you troll me.
3: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't do that. Hey, wait, so, listen,
0: your boy, 100 guys. Wait for it. I'm kicking asses everywhere.
3: <laughs> so the World Cup first round matches were announced, yeah. and they're going to be uh, Lashley, Rollins, Angle, Ziggler. Those are the Raw ones because they're doing it by brand, even though they only do interbrand matches at the Survivor Series, Sean. So they got yeah. those two. Then they're doing Jeff Hardy, Miz, Mysterio, Orton. I'm thinking Kurt Angle, Randy Orton in the finals because the Saudi Arabian government should probably know who Kurt Angle and Randy Orton are. So that's probably going to be the final. What do you think of this? Shane McMahon saying the SmackDown finalist in the tournament, if you lose, you are off the brand. What do you think of that? Absolute nonsense.
0: I like that they're trying to add stakes to it, but from a psychological standpoint, little of it makes sense. Yes. (laughs) Why wouldn't he fire all three people who didn't make it to the finals? Why
3: wouldn't you purposely lose in the first round? Just take a fall. Exactly. In the first round, and what happens if you're dominating in the final, and there's a run in that causes you the match? So, Corey there's so Graves, many holes in this.
0: Corey Graves, fortunately on Mondays, has done a good job explaining the winner and loser's purse. Yes, effect. he has
3: been doing that. Yes. I if
0: agree. he explains on this show that winning three times gets you a giant payday in addition to that little trophy, then that that would make a little bit more sense. There might be the risk might be worth the reward for some people. Mm-hmm. Do I drink coffee like that? You just went.
3: Mm. I'm doing it for fun because <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking it through this beard, which is a little awkward. Oh, okay. I don't want to get the beard full of coffee, so I'm just doing it. You should for be fun.
0: drinking out of one of these, Jimmy.
3: See, I don't have one of those yeah. because you are you are the yeah, past Sean Rossap. I'm the future Sean Rossap. Yeah. The future Sean Rossap lost the mug. That's what happened. Uh, the
0: future Sean Rossap got us so many goddamn fightful select subscriptions that we had to mail them all out.
2: That's what happened,
3: including your own. Is that what happened? You had to mail your own. Use Fightful Mug because we ran out. Okay. Um, Let's talk about some of the other matches on the show. So we got Braun and Brock, and I, I don't see Braun losing. Unless Vince has cut a deal with Brock. Brock was looking felt again on Raw this week. Uh he looked significantly smaller than Braun oh, yeah. on Raw. Oh yeah. Uh, still got him up for the F five, but he, he looked significantly smaller. But I I think did, did part of that. you
0: worry that he wouldn't be able to? Yes. <laughs> I saw him and I was like, Braun's not getting any smaller, but Braun no, sure is. I
3: thought the legs were gonna buckle on that. Do you remember when he tried doing spots with Taker and couldn't keep him up?
0: Yeah. Right?
3: So I was a little bit but then at the same time with Taker, he wasn't fresh. He was like, you it's know true. twenty minutes into a match or whatever, but whatever. Uh so Could you ever have imagined, Sean, that let's say six months ago, if it was announced that Shawn Michaels was going to come out of retirement after almost 10 years, one of the greatest of all time, a lot of guys say the greatest in-ring performer ever, six months ago, if he was going to be coming out of retirement, that would be pretty big news, don't you think? Yeah. How is it that on uh, Friday, November 2nd, Shawn Michaels is going to come out of retirement, after almost 10 years, he's going to team with Triple H against The Undertaker and Kane, and it is just an afterthought.
0: Because people, people have a bad bad vibe about this whole show. Yes. <laughs> there's just this... You know, with... And, and I mean, Nigel's the political guy. He covers it nonstop. When political issues are brought up in wrestling, there's usually a good 60-40 split. 60 people are... 60% of people that I interact with are in favor of the, the real right moral thing, and about 40% are like, oh, who gives a shit? Oh, their money, their ratings, this and that. I would say it's like 95% that are mm. leaning towards the, the – and it, and it's gotten a little bit less. It's probably about 80 85% as we stand. People have gotten it, a little bit more eased into it, but –
3: I mean, it's, I, it's I think overwhelmingly
0: the, negative Like people in this card and just like, ah, oh, man, it is
3: overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly negative. Although I do think that some of the media and the politicians are just running their own agenda.
1: Yeah, of course. And, and, and
3: they're using this to fuel that, I think. And that's why when you and I talked about it and I said to you, if it was me, I would probably try to delay it. But I understood why they're doing it. Right. Yeah, I understood also, it's a lot of it's a shitload of money. So I kind of understood as business.
0: Also, yeah. how many people, like, I wonder how TMZ vets the people they're going to talk to. Oh, and, it's absolutely. Have absolutely. you know? I mean, Ryan Satin, who used to work for them, called them out on this about the Hogan, yeah. uh, about all the people they would talk to. And every week it's, oh, this person thinks that, that Hogan should be back. And now it's like you're getting all these people to say, yeah, WWE should go to Saudi Arabia. Like that is all of them,
3: the, Sean. That is all some of, of them. the most.
0: It's disgusting to me, man, because I have it out with WWE here and there, and I still maintain a decent professional relationship with the company as far as as like getting my job done. And these people are just, man, they're shilling and they're shilling and they're shilling, and there's some degree of that that I expect, but, man, WWE has them in their pockets so bad. Yeah, they the, do. Anybody they want coverage for, they can get coverage for via TMZ.
3: Yeah, now league. I, I, I will say that to a degree I, to a degree I agreed with what Kevin Nash said. When yeah. he said, he said this is not a UN summit, this is an entertainment show, go fulfill your contract. I understand that to a degree, and I know it, it, it could not have been an easy decision for the company because it's so much money. That's why I'm not gonna shit all over them for it, because I understand the business perspective of it, but, they're getting a lot of heat, and again, and I didn't say this last week, but you know something else I would have done, and I don't know if they did, is I would have called uh, NBC Universal and I would have called Fox if I was yeah. if I was Vince McMahon or Triple H, and so long as NBC Universal and Fox gave their blessing, then you kind of feel a little better about it. If either one of those guys said I hate the idea of you doing the show, you really would have to think about it.
0: Yeah. You know?
3: Anyway, let's let's talk about a few more things. So uh, WWE has a crown jewel subsite. And I'll give you the address quickly because I didn't I didn't take a screenshot. It's WWE.com slash wwe dash crown dash jewel dash event. That's their crown jewel subsite. On that subsite, they list the superstars scheduled for that show. And one of the pictures listed is, of course, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Here's a question for you, Sean. Do you think Hulk Hogan's coming out to real American in Saudi Arabia?
0: Trying to break down the syllables here. I am a real American. Fight for the the rights of every man. Those Mexicans. (laughs) I am a real American. Fight for the whites. Fight for the
3: whites. (laughs) Yeah, he's coming out of that shit for sure Uh, in Saudi Arabia. They have since. Uh, uh, Sean Sean said it. I didn't. Is he? Oh, did they take his photo down?
0: Yeah, they just took it down. Um, Okay. On a cheap plug here on our new Fightful MMA and Boxing YouTube channel. James Lynch interviewed a guy by the name of Jared Cannonier, who stepped up and is fighting on the pay per view card this weekend. Asked him about pro wrestling. He said, Do you have any favorites? He said, Well, Hulk Hogan until he started dropping in bombs all the time. Oh, yeah. And it's like, Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody Everybody knows, knows, man.
3: Now, I want to ask Nigel this question because Nigel knows his stuff about this. So, uh you know about Saudi Arabia, right? They don't want women to, pre- women to perform on the show. And, you know, we could, we'll talk about evolution in a minute and how ironic that is. Whatever. Uh According to Pro Wrestling Sheet, Renee Young, who is currently part of the Raw broadcast team, and she also happens to be from Toronto, apparently she is going to be part of the broadcast team at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia.
0: In Saudi Arabia. In Saudi,
3: in Saudi Arabia. Going there. Yes. My question for you is... How do you think that's going to work out? Like, are they going to try to tell her what to wear? Because Renee's not going to take any shit, Sean.
0: No, she's not.
3: So are they going to try to tell her what to wear? Are they going to try to tell her what to say? Does she have any safety concerns? What if she decides to go for a walk with her husband and they're holding hands or something? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How is that going to work out? Because i got to tell you, Sean, so WWE has not confirmed this, so this is not official. Uh, But if she does this... That's courage, in my opinion, Sean. That's courage, man. Incredible courage. She will be the only female member of the talent roster there. The only one. Stephanie McMahon, I don't believe, is going.
0: No, I don't think so.
3: That's courage. What do you, Nigel, what do you think? And Sean, what do you think? Sean, Nigel, you go first.
5: Uh, yeah, well, basically. Just what you said. I think that there's another dimension too, because uh, Saudi Arabia had that whole falling out with Canada in the summer too, mm-hmm. about uh, our minister tweeting something about uh, their because of you know how they legalized driving for women. It's yes. like a throwaway, so everyone would think Mohammed bin Salman was God or something. Yes, like yeah, the progressive yeah. now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So we tweeted about like yeah, you know, still though, like stop throwing the women who yeah, you're fought still, for that you're right still in murdering
3: horror basically. Yeah,
5: and then they uh, they tweeted something quite offensive back to us. But. Right.
3: Right. Well, I mean it's not like she's going to go there wearing uh, a Canadian flag on her back. No, that that's, I mean? true. that's true. But she lives she lives in Vegas now, so she can probably get past all that.
5: It'll be interesting but, because even a lot of politicians have have worn like the veil and stuff when they've gone over to Saudi yeah. Arabia to visit. But that's diplomatically. Entertainment might be different. Right.
4: But for women I think it's a different completely different scenario than a men go man going and wearing the veil. Do you know what
3: I mean? Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I think it's a lot of courage on her part. And uh, if I'm her hubby, because I don't even know if Dean Ambrose is going, Sean. He's not scheduled, right? If yeah, I'm, he's not
0: scheduled, too. If
3: I'm him, I'm probably saying, why don't you just take a pass on this one? But she probably feels like I have to go. Because, number one, it's yeah. her job. And, number two, it's making a statement,
0: right? It is making a statement. And yeah. the fact that she's doing it there instead of from WWE HQ, which I don't – honestly, I don't know why they're not doing. Mm. I don't know why they – they went this route for Saudi Arabia when they they had a virtual studio for Beast in the East, I believe it was, mm-hmm. where people called it remotely, and you're, you're able to do that now. I mean, we've even heard stories on the Fightful MMA podcast where Ryzen will fly Joe all the way to Japan just to put him in a studio right. and not call the event live. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised.
3: Now, once again, we have to remember that nothing is public. Nothing is official. This is just a report yes. from Pro Wrestling Sheet. So we don't know what's going to happen. And maybe on Friday people are going to tune in and Renee's not there. But, yeah. but that, you know, typically certain reports like this turn out to be accurate, kind of like Ryan report. Yeah, and Brian,
0: Ryan's good at what he does. So, Brian, I mean, Brian. he doesn't usually put trash out there. But, I mean, so many question marks around Crown Jewel. For one, from a, from a work perspective and from a wrestling fan perspective, I love being able to watch wrestling on a Friday afternoon. It's a change of pace. I get done with work much earlier. It's it's an afternoon evening show. I'm interested to see how our engagement and all that stuff will do. Because it's an
3: afternoon delight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you could say so. Sure.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I I will not be seeing it live. I uh, I, I'll be watching it later on on tape. I will say that as a wrestling fan. Well,
2: getting busting out the VCR, Jimmy. On the
3: network, I guess. Are they back in
0: style in the future?
3: Uh, <laughs> I have the H.S. tapes.
0: Oh, man. I do.
3: Beat-a-max. But anyway, I, as a wrestling fan, I am interested in seeing Sean in the ring. Uh, I thought it was interesting that on the, on the Crown Jewel sub-site, they showed him without a shirt on. His, his talent photo was him without a shirt on, yeah. because he's always in a shirt on television. He looks physically really good. So I'm curious to see him in the ring, uh, and I'm very curious to see Kurt Angle in singles competition.
0: So, yeah, uh, as, that'll
3: as be I. Yeah, that'll be fun. And him and Ziggler—say what you want about Ziggler and whether or not he deserves to be in, a, in an upper-level spot—he's going to tear it up with Kurt Angle.
0: Oh yeah, I can't wait so, to see that. Ziggler is, as I mentioned this week on, I think the post-Raw show, he's maybe post-SmackDown. He's really good at making me give a shit about matches in which I don't doubt the outcome. Right. Exactly. What, what are Melissa and Nigel doing over there? Like, I'm I wonder.
4: The chat. By the way, Hogan's been taken off the... We said, Sean said, said that. I said that. like five I minutes ago. I said that on this show. <laughs> that Someone has to engage with the I chat, Sean. I'm sorry I'm your doing your job. So bad at listening <laughs> to <laughs> Oh, wait. You Sean said no it? You have no idea how That's bad
0: that. I'm going to kick your ass. We're doing a press conference <laughs> in the coming weeks. Come prepared. I'm in the gonna... coming weeks,
3: there's only like four left. Within the next
0: week or two, we're going to do a press conference, myself and Melissa. Same setup as this.
5: I'll produce. <laughs> yes, Nigel thank can you. produce.
0: Nigel can produce. Maybe Jimmy, Is, you, you, can, you can ask the questions that will be fielded by our FightfulSelect.com subscribers. I will be the moderator. He'll be the moderator. It's going down.
3: And I might dress like Sean Ross out for that.
0: And I have to talk this loud because I've I'm already backed so myself concerned. into a corner and I can't pretend that I'm not going to kick her ass now. Because people will think less of me.
3: I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be interesting. Uh, one one other little side note that I want to make. So this, the SmackDown tag titles are going to be on the line. They haven't said anything about the Raw tag team titles. But the bar on the New Day. I absolutely loved the New Day's Halloween entrance. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the New Day's Halloween entrance on SmackDown this week. They were the brood. They had the music. They kind of improvised the entrance with the guys with the lights. But, yes. But uh, I loved that entrance. I, just, I thought it was really good. And I missed that music because that music is underrated. That's one of the all-time great entrance themes, Sean. Well, let's talk about how much
0: I loved it about 13 hours before I'm running a feature story on Gangrel in 2018. There you go. Uh, that made me very happy. Gangrel, the subject of our newest making a finisher about the Impaler DDT. I talked to him about it who took it best who took it worst. And I talked to uh our buddy Chris Van Vliet as well who took oh, yeah. the Impaler DDT and almost died from it. That's Didn't almost cool. die, but took it pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. I loved that entrance. That's one yes. of my favorites ever.
3: Yes. And uh, they right. were all great. Like like Woods yes. Woods acted just like Edge. And uh and even their wigs. It's like Big E's Gangrel wig was a little bit shorter than, yeah. than the Edge wig, you know what I mean? I really liked it. You could tell that they did some, they did some research and they like watched back some, some entrance footage first because they got it, I think, pretty good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was good.
0: I'm, I'm a brood fan. I I liked Edge and Christian a ton back in the day. So I was really happy to see that. I was hoping that Big E, just, just, you know, for the SEO juice finished him off with an impaler, but he didn't do it. So I'm okay with that. However, got a big UFC fight this Saturday, Jimmy.
3: I'm looking forward to that fight, Daniel man.
0: Cormier, Derek Lewis, main event of UFC 230. We have a preview show on this YouTube channel. We are moving those podcasts soon to the new Fightful MMA and Boxing YouTube channel. Make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, we're, we're really pushing that as MMA and Boxing comes back to the forefront in 2018. Uh, and for these big UFC pay-per-view weeks, we're going to give you some uh, crossover MMA pro wrestling content And Listen you Boy. Hear what pro wrestler or what MMA fighters think, or uh, what who they adored growing up. Essentially, what, would you stop? You're distracting me. Jimmy. You're distracting me. I like me, the pinky.
4: That was a great addition.
3: Uh, <laughs> I think he wants the video to air now. I right? do.
4: Yeah. <laughs> we had a bit going. I didn't want
5: to cut it off. All right. Uh, uh, definitely Hulk. Yeah, Hulk was the guy that you know stood out to me. Man, I just. You know, it's kind of ironic because Hulkamania started in 84 in Madison Square Garden. So, you know, it would be pretty cool to go make history at uh, Madison Square Garden November 3rd against Woodley. Just like Hulkamania got started over at MSG. Oh,
0: dude, there were so many. The, uh, the LOD, Legion of Doom, they were dope. The spiky shoulder pads. Um, the Rockers, like uh, uh, Marty Jannetty. Um, uh, uh Shawn Michaels throughout his career, Bret Hart, uh, the Undertaker was serious for sure. Um, yeah, there was there was, I was such a huge wrestling fan back in the day.
2: <laughs> Rey Mysterio, man, six one nine. I'd say Rey Mysterio, Undertaker. You gotta love Undertaker. Undertaker, he's he's just classic, man. You know,
4: Rikishi. Is That him? <laughs> he was hilarious. I loved it.
0: Uh, the way he finished people with his butt—that was pretty funny. Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> you know, you, Stone Cold that. But him and Mankind was my was my two favorite wrestlers,
1: The Rock and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and yeah, and Sting, yeah, that too. Sting was first, then it was The Rock, then it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I only
0: did for a few, I watched it like when it was like WWE or WWF like when I was super young so it was always The Rock that's why I'm always like busting out the people's eyebrow <laughs> during photos and interviews so I was it's funny my brother and me we had like I was Stone Cold and he was The Rock's kind of favorite but then those are like the most you know the famous ones so and then I was always a big uh Sting fan and Kane and I like Kane and he liked The Undertaker so I like Kane and Sting
3: uh yeah, Shawn Michaels is my favorite uh pro wrestler of all time. I don't know. I just whenever I started watching him as a kid, he was one of the first guys that, that I that, that I kind of gravitated to, and um uh me over the over the Years, you know, guys like you know Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, you know those guys became my favorites. But uh, but my as far as all time goes, it's, it's Shawn Michaels.
5: My favorite pro wrestler was, without a doubt, Stone Cold. I mean, because he just he he drank beer and fucked people up. That's what I liked about him. He was just a country badass, you know. Where about
0: UFC two thirty coverage Saturday night. Subscribe to that new fightful MMA and boxing YouTube channel again. Uh, all of our podcasts on the MMA and boxing end are going to move over there. I've given Carlos Toro the green light to go live on news updates. I go live up on news updates. You all have probably seen a lot more of those on this channel as well. Good stuff. Jimmy, who are you picking? Derek Lewis or, or Cormier. Daniel Cormier. Yeah.
3: Cormier. Uh, he's going to win it on the ground. I think. Did, did so... you see what Derek Lewis said this week? About his wife's ass? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the guy's funny. He is. He's, He's hilarious. Funny. I saw there, there was a UFC actually released a, a, a video of Derek Lewis post-match comments. Yeah. And one of them was about when Travis Brown was, kept hitting him in the stomach. Oh, yeah. And, and Derek Lewis was, was feeling it, and he was selling his stomach. And then afterwards, when he was asked about it, he said, No, nah, I'm all right. I just had to go number two.
0: Yeah, I had to shit his pants pretty
3: yeah, much. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Evolution. So, I was a little surprised. I wasn't massively surprised, but I was a little surprised that during Evolution, which of course, Sean, was the historic first ever women only WWE pay per view, I was a little surprised that during that show they promoted Crown Jewel, which sure of course did. women are not allowed to, to perform on. And I loved the visual with Renee Young, before she was probably told about going to Saudi Arabia, looking at the camera with like a stone look on her face, because she thought it was bullshit. And uh, so I thought it was in poor taste they promoted it, but whatever. I guess they got to go where the money is. What did you think of, uh, of Evolution?
0: I loved Evolution. I didn't think there was a bad match on the show. You couldn't have asked more of Trish and Lita in that role. Uh, Charlotte versus Becky Lynch is one of my favorite WWE matches of all year, and it's it was one of good. my favorite favorite women's matches of all time. The first women's match I gave a ten out of ten to on my match ratings. Uh Rousey and Bella should not have made a but it was still a solid match. The Battle Royal, I thought, told a lot of little stories within fun. there. Uh, yeah. I, I don't get the Nia Jax thing. I don't understand it. I I just
5: I
3: don't get it, but good for You her. mean you mean her winning? I, I don't mean? get a
0: lot of the stuff. I don't get her push. I don't get the character. I, I don't understand.
3: A so lot to of me, that. to me, it's telling when Nia said that Vince McMahon told her that she is the Andre the Giant of sure. the women's division, right? And going into the Battle Royal, she was kind of who I thought was probably going to win because in Vince McMahon's mind, the other girls have no chance in the ring with Nia Jax because yeah. he's she's the Andre the Giant of the women's division. I I understand her winning, and that's fine. I don't understand the appeal. Of uh, uh, Tamina and Nia Jax. I don't think anybody wants to see it. I know that Vince is probably thinking, well, but they're the two biggest girls. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm hoping um, it
0: leads to a tag team instead.
3: Possibly, but then maybe, and then maybe they'll be the dominant tag team when they announce the tag team. Exactly. Titles. That That's why I,
0: I look at those two and I say, you know what? That's probably good, uh, because that, that extends the life of both of them.
3: That's possible. Uh, Tony
0: Storm I... and Io Shirai, I think Tony Storm's gonna be a star, man. She's got that special quality. Sasha Banks and Bayley deserved something better. Yes. But they yep. made a match that didn't mean anything really yep. good.
3: I want to give props to Ivory, who's going to be 57 next wow. month. Wow! 57 yeah. next month, man. And she was flipping around in that battle royal and looking good, you know, especially for 57. Kudos to her. There's one gripe I had about the battle royal, uh, and we we talked about this after the Royal Rumble, after the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, because of the height of the ropes and because of the size of the girls, yeah, in order to get them over the top, we saw the same style of elimination over and over and over. And that style was the girl flips over the top either accidentally or purposely, lands on the apron, and then takes a punch or a kick in yep. order to fall to the ground because they don't want to do the bump where they go all the way over. Yeah. And uh, for me, that got a little annoying after a while because I would say out of all the girls in there, is probably 90% of the time that was how they were eliminated was by falling onto the apron and getting hit.
0: There is uh, nothing wrong with creating an apparatus that lowers the top rope three or four inches. There is nothing wrong with it.
3: Or women... just make an elimination. Doesn't have to be over the top. Yeah, Doesn't have women,
0: to, have to be women are a little shorter than men. Make make the ring ropes a little bit lower. But Ivory was a part of the original Glow. For the right. love of God! And now, then you yep. had uh, Shayna Baszler becoming the first ever two-time NXT Women's Champion. Great performance there,
3: and introduce the uh, the other uh, MMA four horsewomen on television. Yep. So that's good. That that might lead to something. Um, Ronda Rousey. We talked about this before, and I'm going to say it again. I feel like they have really dropped the ball with Ronda Rousey. I feel mm-hmm. like WWE does not understand what made her popular in the first place. I feel like her stock has fallen dramatically. She's gone from being the Brock Lesnar of the company. To now being just a popular babyface on the brand, on the RAW yeah. brand, uh, seeing her sell for about eighty percent of the match with Nikki Bella was unnecessary. I didn't enjoy it, and it's you know I, I I crap on Nikki Bella sometimes because of her character and all that stuff, but I didn't want to see Ronda Rousey selling for Nikki Bella for eighty percent of the match. To yeah. me, Ronda Rousey now, Sean, she is the Hulk Hogan of WWE because she sells for most of the match and then she comes back with the with the with the big comeback and she wins with the same finish every match. That's Hulk Hogan. Right there. Yeah. But, again, I think they just dropped the ball. They 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 they've just lost sight of, again, what made her popular in the first place. It's too bad. She went in getting all this attention and all this mainstream attention and everything, and I feel like it's really dropped off. But uh, what can you do? It is what it is. They're not going to change. They're not gonna no, change. they're not.
0: She is a WWE superstar now. She wants to be there the whole time. That way people can't use the part-timer thing against her. Right. She's
3: She's very aware of that. Right, right. Well, on the heels of Evolution now, they announced that at the Survivor Series, which is the only show of the year when the Raw brand and the SmackDown brand collide, because they never do it any other time like Crown Jewel in the World Cup, so uh, on the heels of Evolution, they've announced Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Champion versus Champion, November 18th at Staples Center in LA. Good for Becky Lynch, man. Oh, yeah. Good for her. She was an afterthought creatively six months ago, an afterthought. Yep. And now she's one of the best things, male or female, on the SmackDown brand. She's yeah. not going to beat Ronda Rousey; it's not going to happen. But good for her that she's getting that opportunity because she deserves it. She's worked for it. She deserves the
0: spotlight. I had somebody on our comment thread from last night's show say, "Oh, she's always been over," and I'm like, "No, you you hold up. It was never like this. It was never like this." You can. Did you say? Isle.
3: Did you say, "Listen, Playboy"?
0: Pretty much, I said I'd <laughs> like for you to point to any sustained reaction that she received like this. You can't isolate one royal rumble one money in the bank like that and say oh she was always over this is on smackdown yeah. every week yeah smackdown which often has just in entire sides of the arena tarped off
3: right yeah yeah well that's gonna be interesting i want to talk about the wwe financials because this is also pretty telling they reported their q3 financials i mentioned it earlier uh Do you remember when they did one of their quarterly earnings calls? I can't remember what one it was. And I think it was George Barrios who said that they are no longer a live event business. They are a content business. Yes. And when he said it, I hated that he said it, not because it wasn't true. I hated that he said it because his talent roster is on the road over 200 days a year, away from their families, fighting through injuries, spending their own money on, on rental cars and hotels and food. And so here you are basically shitting on their live event business. And saying they're a content business. Sad to say, it is true, yeah. and it's it's no more true than when you look at the Q3 earnings that they are now a content business. So get this, Sean: live event business was not only down for the quarter, but it barely broke even. the live events, uh, their merchandise revenue was down. Their online orders were up, but the per per average order was down, and and obviously the live event merch was down because of the the attendance was down. Television ratings were down. And yet revenue for the quarter was up. And in Q4, they're projecting an all-time record for growth. Uh, And why are they predicting an all-time record for growth, Sean? Why? Crown
2: Jewel. Because
3: of Crown Jewel, which is a big reason why they're going to do that show. They had to run it to meet those projections, and it is what it is. Their stock has dropped because of Crown Jewel, because of the news that they're going to do it. Uh, And they don't want it to go down anymore by having a bad fourth quarter. So. It is what it is, but isn't it amazing that live event business down, merchandise business down, 30 years ago, those were their two big revenue streams. Now they're both down, and yet they're more profitable than ever because they are a television content business. And what
0: I find interesting is now they are trying to turn a lot of those live events that aren't so successful into content. For example, I'm probably going to Starcade next month. Yeah. And they're, I think they're going to have a film crew there for it to film the whole thing and eventually put it up. It's a super show. So why wouldn't they? I thought a lot of the production of evolution was kind of a test run for that Mm -hmm. because it was a very house show feel. A lot of people said, Oh, more like NXT. No, it was more like a house
3: show. Well, they recorded Boston too, right? Like a weekend? Yes.
0: Yes. They've been, I mean, they film everything, but, uh, for what they plan on releasing, mm -hmm. interesting.
3: All right. Let's go to stupid people. Come on, Melissa.
1: This is a stupid song, it just goes on and on. You might find some meaning, but you will be
3: bear- All right, so after this, go to Stupid People Extended. Uh, I mean, go to FightfulSelect.com. <laughs> go to FightfulSelect.com, and uh, we'll have three more for you Four Stupid People Extended. And Sean, this was one of these weeks where I had a lot of good ones and I couldn't decide what to talk about now and what to talk about later. Uh, so I had decided to go with the Halloween theme for the first one.
4: Oh, are no, you are you threatening? I hate this
3: one. <laughs> uh, what you're doing could be construed sexual assault. Yeah, you might. That's better. Do the fist instead. That's better. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe not.
4: Yeah, maybe not. All right. This
3: first one was reported by W E H T out of Evansville, Indiana, on October 21st. You might have heard about this one. There's a guy by the name of Bryant Goldbach. Is it of Owensboro, Kentucky, Sean? Where is Where's Owensboro when compared to Ewing?
0: I'll find out.
3: Okay, find out. He's under fire because photos went viral of him and his son in their Halloween costumes during a trick-or-treat event last week. Four hours uh, away. Is it four hours away? Yes. Okay. Let's see why uh, he's under fire for these costumes. Put up the photo, Melissa. They dressed as Nazis. <laughs> And he actually had his five-year-old son dress as Hitler fucking himself. Fucking
0: you fucking idiot. Yeah, he dresses what? five-year-old as Hitler. Hey,
3: dumbass. What is his daughter? I don't know. I'm she, trying to figure that out. Yeah, she, she wasn't a Hitler character. I hope she wasn't Mrs. Hitler. What a fucking moron. Yeah, he dresses five-year-old. And you know the five-year-old had no idea about what the hell's going on. No clue. So, Mr. Bryant Goldbach apologized in a Facebook post. He said his young son was threatened by adults wearing the costume. Which it should is... should have been. Well, you don't threaten a five-year-old no, kid. kick that kid's ass. <laughs> Beat that kid's ass. And he the, thought
4: he was Charlie Chaplin. He was so happy. He he, maybe, <laughs>
3: maybe. And the best part about the Facebook post is that he said he did not see the backlash coming. He was that unaware. He did not see it coming.
0: Kentucky. Yeah, I can't say that I'm surprised out here. I, I'm not. That, that is... Well, there Remarkably you go. Remarkably unsurprising Kentucky behavior.
3: This next one was reported by the UK Mirror on October 18. So, uh, are you into reality shows? Not really. No, I know you like uh, Survivor. Survivor, and that's it. That's the only, that's the only one, Survivor? Yeah, yeah. I'm know. not a reality show guy. Some Is Shark Tank considered a reality show? Because sometimes I'll yeah, watch that. kind of. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's about it. I like that one, yeah. So, there's a 20-year-old woman, and I'm sure she's a scholar. Her name is Scarlett Harrison. She's out of the UK. She appeared on an MTV show called X on the Beach. And uh, she was pulled over by police in Manchester, England recently. Yeah. They smelled, they smelled uh, alcohol on her breath, and they asked her to take a breathalyzer test. She refused to do it at first. Any idea why she refused to take a, a, a breathalyzer test, aside from the obvious, which was that she was drinking? Any other idea why she would have refused? Melissa?
4: I'm trying to not say her dick fell off. I'm sorry. I, was, I, I, no set <laughs> I
0: set
2: you up for it. Uh,
3: she refused because she said that her surgically enhanced collagen-filled lips were too big. Put up that photo, Melissa.
4: Oh, God, boy. I'm not sure I want to do
3: that to people. <laughs> there you go. Mm. She apparently tried four times to blow into the machine. She couldn't get it to work. They charged her with failing to provide a breath sample. At first, she pleaded not guilty. But then she changed her plea and she got a 16 month driving ban. Now, on a little side note here, Sean, you, we know about social media and selfies and how a lot of girls will take like 50 photos and then pick the best one. And we know about the miracle of makeup and how Kylie Jenner doesn't really look like Kylie Jenner. We know, that. we know about all that. So the story on the UK Mirror when they were talking about this girl and, and about, you know, her collagen enhanced lips and everything, they had a photo of her without the makeup on. Without the makeup on. Put the first one up again first, Melissa. The first one? The first one. All right, there she is. Obviously, she put that on a social media, right? Put up the other one, Melissa. Look at this, Sean. That's the same girl. <laughs> Look at that. The miracle of makeup, man. These kinds of girls are sweethearts.
0: I, I just don't get the need for all of it. I, really I don't, don't know, know,
3: man. I don't know. Last but not least, this is for the SRS file, and this is a good one, Sean. Sean. This Ooh. is good. Dick uh, Reported by WKRC out of Cincinnati, Ohio on October 28th.
0: <laughs> I know that station.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah?
0: Our local station, yeah. Oh, well, well,
3: then you might have seen this one then. Unfortunately, I guess it's going to give it away. Uh, the University of Kansas recently experienced a theft, and they lost an item valued at $4,000. And so now there is a $1,000 reward being offered to anyone who comes forward with information that leads to its return. Since it's your local station, you might already know. What is it that was stolen that is so valuable to them that they're offering a $1,000 reward? Vincent Mann's lockbox. It's not a bad uh, answer, I suppose. Uh, it is a 10-foot long, 150-pound inflatable colon. Put up that image, Melissa.
4: That's what that is. Yeah. Oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> wow.
3: An inflatable colon.
4: $4,000?
3: What a deal. $4,000. It's owned, it's owned by the Cancer Coalition. It's used for walking and running events. Uh, and they use it under a campaign. They use it under a campaign, Sean, that's called Get Your Rear in Gear.
2: <laughs> somebody
0: stole it. <laughs> steal it.
3: Yeah, somebody stole the giant 10-foot-long colon.
0: I'm a I want to find it.
3: I want you to find out for me.
0: Because I want, I want to set that up in here. And, like, you know how MVP would come out and his inflatables and the mid. Yeah. Level. The big awesome thing. I want to bust a colon for every stupid people
3: extended. I used to love MVP's entrance. I used That's to love it. Great. Let's talk about Evolve. Uh, I told Sean, Sean we're cutting the show a little short this week because I got to take my kid trick-or-treating. Hey,
0: Until uh, yesterday, to because yesterday, it's raining today.
3: Oh, really? Yeah, no trick-or-treat today. So let's talk about Evolve. Why, would you normally go trick-or-treating? Like you and your wife, you guys go trick-or-treating? Hand out candy. Okay. So you know how it's been known for a while... That WWN, which is the parent of Evolve, and Gabe Sapolsky, which is the co-founder of WWN, have been in bed with WWE, right? They've had a partnership for a while. And in fact, Matt Riddle told you when he was doing a podcast for us that he signed with WWN intentionally because of the WWE connection. And he probably could have gone to Ring of Honor or New Japan at the time, but he wanted that connection to WWE, which for him ended up working in the end.
0: WWE Uh, signed him, from what I heard, because they were afraid that he was
3: going to go. Going to go somewhere. else, Right, right. So there have been rumors that WWE is going to look for content from other promotions, put it on the network in different price tiers, right? And there are rumors about that. So last weekend at Evolve 114 in Florida, two of the titles were won by NXT talent. Uh, which to me goes a long way to show that something's going to happen. They're going to they're going to be featuring this content probably. The Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. They won the Evolved Tag Team Titles from Chris Dickinson and Jaka. I don't know who that is. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and Fabian Eichner, who I do know. I've seen him on NXT a bunch of times. Yep. Fabian Eichner, he won the Evolve title from Shane Strickland, uh, and several NXT trainees worth the show as well. Now, to me, this makes a ton of sense, not just because they're already in partnership, not just because they're going to be able to get more content from the network, but also because it gives these guys something to do when they're not too heavy into NXT storylines. I don't recall the last time I saw Eichner in a program on NXT television, right? So yeah. let him... Let them, let them get something going with Evolve and, and let them work with different guys. Let them work in different venues in front of different crowds. It's a good way to get an experience. They it makes gave, all the world. It makes all the sense.
0: Street Profits so much on NXT. They just cooled them off. They were a hot over tag team. Fabian Eichner, if you guys ever check out the Fightful Wrestling Weekly on Fridays at Fightful.com, you've seen uh, me talk about Eichner because people at the Performance Center would compare him to Cesaro. And a lot of positive, a little way. bit, yeah. Uh, from the from an athleticism, from an in ring standpoint, he, he drew a lot of comparisons there. Chris Hero is also appearing at upcoming Evolve shows again, so I, I think it's good. I talked to somebody who has had some experience with Evolve, and they said, "Ah, yeah, that's probably Gabe trying to keep his job." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." And to be honest with you, before this weekend, I had thought about Evolve a handful of times this year,
3: right. And, that, uh, and and you're not wrong. I mean, obviously, they, they take it back to even impact And no right, when it comes to promotion.
0: That really hurts their visibility. Right, right. I'm not paying. I don't know how much it is. And we tried. When we had Matt Riddle working for this website, we tried to run live coverage because we thought, okay, Matt Riddle's working for us. We should cover the events that he does live. Mm-hmm. There was no engagement even then. So yeah. now with it less visible, there is less engagement. Right. I can't remember the last time somebody requested that we cover an Evolve show. Somebody requested that we cover an event on Powerbomb TV this weekend, and we did. Really? I don't have anybody asking, hey, should we cover this Evolve show? So this they need what positive buzz or just what buzz they can get.
3: I want to give kudos to Jeff Jarrett. He lost a hair versus hair match to Dr. Wagner last weekend. It was the main event of uh, the Heroes Immortales 12 show for AAA in Mexico Here's a photo of him with the new look, Melissa. That's the old one. Good job, Melissa. Don't you want a before and after? No, because they're they're like ten oh, years apart, Melissa. Ten years apart, twenty years apart, Melissa.
2: I
0: was getting ready to say, did he wear his old gear? Yeah.
3: <laughs> and did he wrestle X Pac instead of Dr. Wagner?
0: Well, when I saw Finkel in the DX shirt, right, like, oh, right, the
2: DX shirt there, then i was <laughs> like, wow. Thanks, Melissa.
3: So there he is with the new look, and uh, the reason the other photo was there was because back at SummerSlam 99, he actually had another hair versus hair match, lost it to X-Pac at Madison Square Garden, and then we had the photo. He had the double J look prior to losing, and then he changed the look afterwards. Put up that photo. Again, Melissa. <laughs> there you go. That was essentially the end of double J after that match at SummerSlam 99.
0: Had a local promoter hit me up, uh, I think, last week and asked me if I would, if when I cut my hair, I would do a hair match locally.
3: Hey, if you're going to get but – but you wanted a lot of coin for that. Unless by that point you're ready to cut it anyway.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like – that's a heel thing, getting your hair cut and a mask. Yeah. It's like I don't it's, – it's a, it's a weird conflict there. I wouldn't mind doing something like that because I wrestle when I can, but
2: I don't know. So
3: on, on uh, WWE television this week, Michael Cole and Corey Graves talked a little bit about a Sasha Banks interview recently. Yeah. and Corey Graves kind of called it for what it was and talked about how Sasha was putting herself over and Michael Cole tried to fan it a little bit and he tried to downplay it and he said, oh, that's not what she said. But it's absolutely what she said. Yes. She had an interview with Sky Sports. Uh, we have a clip from the interview. Put that up, Melissa.
4: I know um, watching a documentary you were in, you said when you were 10 years old, you knew you wanted to be the best women's wrestler there ever was. Do you think a woman can be the best wrestler, period? I'm living proof. I am. I'm the greatest woman's wrestler this company's ever seen. And it's going to take someone with a lot of hard work, a lot of de- dedication and passion to beat me. It's period.
3: I, ap- I applaud confidence, Sean. Yeah. I applaud that. You got to be confident in order to be successful, and I applaud that. But Jesus, man. What did you think of that when you saw and heard that? Well, from what perspective? Because I
0: legitimately think that she has a claim to being the best women's wrestler in wdb ever really oh yeah if you if you had made a list of the top probably 15 women's matches i'd say she's probably in about eight or nine of them
3: so you'd put her ahead of uh charlotte you would put her ahead of trish stratus oh. in terms of all time in ring well but she didn't stay in ring She didn't say in-ring. She said the greatest female wrestler ever. And there's a lot that encompasses that, right? More than just in-ring.
0: It it depends on your your definition of the terminology and all that. I mean,
3: sure. I mean, it goes back to when they talk about the greatest wrestler of all time. And people will always say, well, in-ring is Shawn Michaels and Gimmick is the Undertaker. And so there are a lot of ways to answer it. I mean, I I look at Falls
0: County anywhere with Charlotte. I look at TakeOver Brooklyn. I look at the Iron Woman match uh, against Becky at... Takeover Unstoppable, uh, the WrestleMania 32 match. She's just had unbelievable match after unbelievable match, and you can't accidentally have that many great matches. It's just no. She
3: she definitely has done great, and and in, in NXT as well. But yeah. I I guess for me, when I think greatest wrestler, I don't just think in ring. Otherwise, I would say greatest in ring. You know, to me, there's a lot of other stuff that goes with it. I, and,
0: why, I think that's why the term wrestler was used. But it, it's really...
3: May, possibly, maybe, maybe. maybe All there's
0: right. subjectivity there, but I definitely think that she stay, can stake a claim for that in the ring, of being the greatest... I think there are several women who could, because the the booking has been so start and stop that several different women have had varying degrees of opportunity to show that.
3: I think she was the only one that would do an interview and say that. Yeah. Probably. Good for uh,
0: they need well Becky probably right now.
3: In character she would. Yeah, yeah, in character. So you know how we've talked forever, Sean, about wrestling MMA crossover. And that's why Fightful.com exists. It's because it's a natural crossover. Wrestling and mixed martial arts, they're very similar. We're seeing a lot of MMA fighters crossing over to pro wrestling now. And there's lots of new examples even this year. you got Ronda Rousey and Matt Riddle as some of the latest high-profile examples, Sean. Last Friday... There was a show put on by Blueprint Pro Wrestling. Uh, they had a free show. It was called King Mo Mania because it featured King Mo Lawal, and it was at uh, American Top Team's facility, their MMA facility in Coconut Creek, Florida. This show featured an appearance by one of the top female fighters in UFC history, Joanna Jędrzejczyk. We got a clip of it. Show that. One. Isn't it something, Sean, that they had a pro wrestling show at an MMA training facility? Doesn't that just kind of just tell you the whole thing about the natural crossover between those two businesses?
0: Yeah, they've done them there for a long time because the Dan Lambert of American Top Team. He's been on Impact several times. So is King Mo. Yeah, I mean, it, we used to do them at our catch wrestling gym to get people to show up. Like, right. That was one of the main attractions. People are like. Pro wrestling? I'll check it out. And we'd be like, oh, by the way, the reason why this is such an easy, natural transition for us is because we do catch wrestling and MMA. Right. So it was a way to bring people in there. Dan Lambert is really good about seeing that crossover stuff. And uh, actually, I posted the Fightful Wrestling Weekly early on FightfulSelect.com. I spoke a little bit about that because I'm, I I asked about Joanna's appearance. She doesn't want to make a big transition over. And she actually told Fightful earlier this year... That while she applauds Ronda Rousey doing so, when she stops fighting, she wants to start a family. Right. And when she starts a family, she doesn't want to travel anymore.
3: No, that's fair. Yeah,
0: yeah, she she didn't get that physical. Obviously, King Mo was there, as we saw. Yeah. He's had a lot of dipping his toes in and out. I talked to him a bit when he trained at OVW. But it's so there. It's, it's there. It's It's ready. It's easy. I mean…
3: Do you ever find that, uh, even when you have your hair back, that sometimes one strand of hair will come down in front of your eye, and then you're like trying to have a conversation, and you're distracted because your peripheral vision has like one strand of hair that's coming down over your eye? Yeah. You have that you happen sometimes? Or Jimmy? What's that?
0: Have you ever had long hair before?
3: Never. Wow. I, I, I mean, never, I, I never, today. I never used to shave my head the way I do now. I used to keep it a little bit longer, but I've never had long hair. No, yeah. never. That's no. no. the longest
0: I've, I've ever had mine. And I, yeah, it's
3: not for me. And, and to be honest with you, even just doing this today on the podcast, I'm going to go shave my head when I get home because I don't like it.
0: Oh, last week I rolled it up in the, the car window for the first time. That was an experience.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Stupid people extended. com. after this.
0: She doesn't laugh because she knows she's done it too, haven't you?
3: So uh, we're gonna wrap up early today, but I got I got a couple more things before we wrap up. So you know how we talked about how Laney Poffo was getting a tryout with New Japan because they were gonna distance themselves from Don Callis. They were flying Poffo to Japan for a tryout. New Japan posted this on their Twitter on October 25th. New Japan is excited to welcome back Don Callis to the commentary desk for multiple upcoming events as well as Wrestle Kingdom 13. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that Poffo's tryout didn't work out that well. Good. More
0: time for him to blow himself all the time.
3: Okay. Uh, (laughs) Couple more things. Chris Jericho's cruise, as we're taping this, his cruise is ongoing. Uh, We hear people are having a lot of fun. They're taping uh, the wrestling action for Honor Club and for the Fight TV app. They're going to be airing specials. We have a couple of photos from some of the wrestling. This is courtesy of that Star Wars Tiffany on Twitter. Put up the first photo with uh, Jericho and the Young Bucks, the three of them. (laughs) Three of them? Look at that! Look at Jericho with the young bucks. I never realized that Jericho is the same size as the young Bucks, Sean. Yeah, maybe even smaller potentially. Nah, but, he needs uh,
0: standing back a little bit. I mean, they're they're not like really tiny, tiny guys.
3: Okay, all right. Well, there, there's Jericho. He was because uh, it was a triple threat. It was the three against, uh, wasn't it? Omega, Cody, and Marty Skrull, right?
0: Isn't Isn't it funny how you'll have naysayers say,
2: "Oh, they're the size of middle school kids." They're not. They're not. <laughs> Who they, said they, that?
3: cornet all the time oh okay well good for him so let's see the uh let's see the after photo now melissa yep there they all are together uh and you know cody is continuing to uh to you know throw out some teasers and they're continuing to do some posturing they did a little q and a as part of the cruise and they all again reaffirmed that they are out of the bullet club they're now called the elite it's all posturing. They might re-sign with the Ring of Honor in New Japan. We're going to find out what happens, but that's what they're doing. We sure are. That's about all I got for you this week, man. So you're going trick-or-treating tonight. I am going trick-or-treating tonight. I am going to be a prince, not prince. There's not going to be any purple rain, and I'm not going to have any purple scarves and no blouses. I'm going to be going as a Disney prince for my daughter. And don't think I'm not tempted to go with Sean Rossap. Sapp
0: yeah everybody's gonna know who you are there right
3: well you never know you know what i might do maybe i'll wear the prince costume but i'll continue to wear the man bun and the lumberjack uh beard maybe i'll do that
4: you have a young child they might cry a lot if they see
3: Uh, my daughter will find it funny
4: yeah she'll find it funny
3: no we took her last year too Oh, yeah
0: yeah well guys i'm giving you all a free preview show tomorrow afternoon uh, Carlos actually has his boxing podcast in the morning on the new MMA and boxing YouTube. But I'm doing a Fightful Select Q&A show for free tomorrow afternoon. Head over to FightfulSelect.com. Even if you're not a subscriber, submit a question. So a preview of that service. I like to to throw in those goodies here and there. But we're getting closer to listening your boy 100, Jimmy. The disrespect that you're showing me. Try right. it every every time.
3: My my fingers had a little had a Don't little uh, spasm. There today. was a spasm there. You know
0: something today. Don't worry, I got your surprises. <laughs> Listen, your boy one hundred. And if Jimmy misses the day before, then then it's the Listen, your boy one hundred celebration. Oh really? With that or we'll call it the Listen, your boy two year anniversary show. We'll do there you go. That.
3: There you go. We'll figure it out.
0: It's coming up. Uh, head over to FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe. We do have Fightful. Uh, Stupid People Extended. A lot of you may have missed, we're doing Russo Reveals, two clips a month of myself and Vince Russo talking. At least for the next year or so, we'll have those up there. Good times. Follow Jimmy at Van 74 Follow me at Sean Rossap. Join us Friday, Crown Jewel coverage. Until
4: next time. Wow